0: Hi, this is Anushka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. Let go. And it's one of the uh, kind of ironic things or things that we don't expect that actually letting go of things and make us feel more free. Sometimes we think grabbing more things will make us more free. Uh, so we we'll get to practice this in action. So invite Vance to escort the electronic devices to their meditation home <laughs> in a safe safe place and uh, you will get to uh, meet them again. <laughs> Sorry. So we'll begin our, um, our practice period today, and this is the beginning of our morning practice period. And as I had mentioned, you, know, you could think about each of the periods, the morning, the afternoon, the evening, as their own kind of practice uh, uh, rhythms. And as much as possible within them, to try to stay continuous. And this is one of the uh, helpful uh, tips for uh, retreat, is the continuity, as best you can, of staying with the practice can be very helpful. Now, if you're uh, beginning, that may seem uh, a little bit daunting. So just do your best. You know, If it seems too much to think of the whole period, just think of each period itself of the sitting or the walking, or even just each breath is good to, to think about like that. Um, but some of you have been on retreat for uh, many times before. And if so, you might think of it that way, as each period as one period of continuity, uh, or even each day as a period of continuity. Uh, or if that seems also doable, even the whole retreat from beginning to end. So we're practicing um, mindfulness here, and we're practicing a different way of knowing, as Bonnie had mentioned. So this mindfulness is actually a way of being, a way of being present in our lives, uh, in our body, in our heart, in our mind, uh, in a different way than we usually are. So this allows us to include everything, everything. So putting on our shoes with mindfulness, eating with mindfulness, as Vance described uh, this morning, Uh, walking with mindfulness, showering with mindfulness, Uh, and as in this period, uh, sitting with mindfulness, too. And basically what we're doing in here is uh, sitting here, doing nothing, and paying attention to what's happening. So what happens if you let go of activity and intentional doings in some way and just notice what it's like to be alive, to be a human being? What is there? Who am I when I take away all this other stuff? So as an aid to doing that, um, it does help to be able to keep the body as steady as possible. So in the beginning here, I'll just talk a little bit about uh, posture for meditation. And you can sit in a chair, uh, you can sit on a cushion, you can sit on a bench. Uh, all are legit ways to sit. It's not actually like more enlightened to sit in one way than the other. Uh, and according to your body, it might be that one is um, easier or harder than another. So for me, I sit in a chair um, at this point as a primary way of sitting, and in that case, uh, Sometimes I like to consider the stability of the body supported by three points. So the two feet and then butt on chair. It's kind of like three points of a tripod of stability. And if it's okay for your back, sometimes it can be helpful not to actually lean all the way back in the chair. So keeping your uh, spine upright in some way can help with uh, wakefulness. Um, Sometimes if you're leaning back, it orients you a little bit more towards... um, falling asleep or uh, getting uh, a little drowsy. So similarly, when you're sitting on the ground, uh, either sitting on a bench, kneeling or sitting cross-legged, you could consider also the points of stability. So there's your um, butt on the chair or the bench or the cushion and then the point of connection of your feet uh, or knees there too. For some people, if you're trying to sit cross-legged, it can be uh, difficult to have your knees touch the ground. And if so, it's okay to prop them up with something under the knees there. And you can kind of play with, if you're sitting on a cushion cross-legged, so you can sit like a little bit more on the edge of the cushion that helps your back to be tilted a little bit like that. So you're sitting on your sitting bones. So here my colleagues are good examples of this. So Joanna's sitting kind of a little bit more towards the front half of the cushion and then she's got her legs kind of like that. Um, some people will put one leg on top; that's fine. Or some people will even do this double-loaded thing; that's fine if you can do it. But it's not at all mandatory uh, to do that. Whatever position that you sit in, um, you know, we seek out a position that seems like stable and reasonably comfortable. But um, I have to tell you that eventually the body will start to complain in any position. <laughs> so. Uh, If that happens, that's okay, and we'll talk uh, during the day today also about how to deal with physical discomfort as part of the practice too, Um, but we can also fold that into our mindfulness practice, so uh, a practice of awareness can meet any experience, Um, but it's good to sit in the beginning at least in a position that feels like you could be um, reasonably steady and stable and not already in pain. So in the beginning, also, we're going to use some uh, helpful place to stabilize our attention, you could say. So usually in our uh, life, we're drawn by many different things, Uh, by our phones, which we just let go of, by uh, someone uh, calling us, by some work, by this and that. We're at first going to try to gather that usually very dissipated attention together And one way you can do that is by bringing your attention to one place, kind of an anchor sometimes we like to say. Uh, And one of the anchors you can use is the experience of breathing. So it's a good one to use because while you're alive, you're always breathing. So the breath is always there for you. Uh, And it has some rhythm to it of feeling the in-breath and feeling the out-breath. So in the beginning here, what we can practice with is just bringing the attention to just noticing yourself breathing, so feeling the direct sensations of the breath in, out. Then what is likely going to happen is that the attention will go to something else. uh, And as soon as you notice that, you can notice that, and then bring the attention back to feeling the breath. And this might happen like a thousand times in one meditation period. That would be extremely normal uh, and okay. And this is partly why it's called practice. Just kind of come back and come back and come back. So in the Buddhist uh, psychology, what we call our life is made up of six different experiences that play out in rapid succession. And they're happening in such a way that it feels like everything is solid. It feels like there is an inherent um, reality to everything. But actually, there are moments of these different sense experiences. These sense experiences are the five that you learned in kindergarten. So seeing things, smelling things, tasting things, hearing things, touching things. And then the sixth sense door, it's considered also a way for sense experience to enter, is the mind. So the mind is considered a sense organ in some way, the same as your eye or your tongue. And While there is consciousness then and some kind of object for that sense door, um, there will be a sense impression. So even as we sit here, you might be hearing me, if your eyes are open you're seeing, or if not you might be feeling yourself um, touching a your cushion. It feels like it's all happening at the same time, but actually there's a very rapid succession of these things happening. So Our life is kind of like um, a movie that sometimes you can see when the projector breaks, or if you're doing editing of a film, is actually these discrete frames. And all of these are coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. So we're developing the tools through the meditation practice to be able to understand um, what is the nature of our life? What is the nature of uh, who we think we are and what is true about this? What is true about suffering? And what are the causes of suffering? How does our mind work? Uh, And we get a chance to uh, investigate also the ways in which the mind can create suffering and what's a way that we can uh, understand and actually alleviate that too. So we'll start just with this uh, very simple um, practice of just being with the breath, and mindfulness can meet any experience uh, too, so it's not a problem if something else happens, but just for the sake of kind of developing this uh, non-distractedness, this collectedness, it can help to use a place to rest the attention to come back to even just to know when we're present and when we're not present. So sit in your posture, and the first thing as you settle into your posture is just to feel yourself sitting here. So we can use the experience of the body to ground ourselves here. So that means as simple as just feeling the pressure of your feet on the ground or your connection to your chair or cushion or bench. And if you like, you can take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, just try to relax into sitting here, into being present. And if you like, you can take an intention to try to be as present as possible in this period. And if you like to also, you can say, oh, let me tr- uh, be with the breath, the experience of breathing with mindfulness as best as I can. And then let go of that intention. And we don't need to breathe in any particular special way. You can just notice that you're breathing. There's no need to strain at all. In fact, any kind of straining is counterproductive, causing unnecessary tension. So I just try to relax and notice what it feels like to breathe, wherever it's easiest to feel that. It could be in feeling the rise and fall of the chest. It could be in feeling the expansion, contraction of the whole body. It could be in feeling the air at the nostrils If you feel comfortable, you can close your eyes, or if not, you can keep your eyes gazing downwards a little bit to minimize some distraction. If it's helpful, you can also try using a very light mental note to help frame what it is that we're being present with. So breathing in or in and breathing out or out. Just very lightly labeling it as it's happening. notice your attention has gone to thinking or planning, worrying about something. You can just notice that and even label that with a word too, planning, thinking, worrying. Try to let it go and come back again to being with the experience of breath. And don't worry about how many times that happens. It's being very patient, this training of the heart and mind, training of the attention. Just being as close as possible to the experience of breath. Connecting with the beginning of the in-breath, just following the rhythm. You can notice if there's a break in in-breath, out-breath. Connecting with the beginning of the out-breath and following that all the way through in a very relaxed way. Just allowing the body to breathe naturally. Just allow sounds to be in the background, and even thoughts can just come and go in the background. Just being very kind and patient as we do the practice. Each time that you might notice that you have gotten lost in thought, you can just label that and then see if you can relax a moment as you come back to the breath or have a moment of kind attention towards yourself. Consider like training a puppy to sit or stay. Puppy dog of the mind. Certainly it will chase things or fall asleep or scratch, but it's very patiently come back again. It's also possible to be mindful through the sense of hearing. So in a moment you'll hear the sound of the bell that will mark the end of our sitting. So if you like, you can allow your attention to go to listening to the sound of the bell as it arises, as it rings, and as it passes away and fades out. You can notice if the attention wavers or it goes somewhere else during that time and just gently bring it back to hear the entire ringing. You can listen for as long as you can hear any sound and then as it's finished ringing out, you can open your eyes, notice that you're seeing and come back in the group. So just allow awareness to receive this sound. There's no effort needed. For those who are uh, new, you notice people doing this little bowing at the end of the period and uh, that's a totally optional thing. In this tradition, it's a sign of respect and appreciation for all of us sitting together uh, and also a kind of recognition of all of us having the potential to be completely free. So if you want to do that, you can, but you don't have to for sure. So today we're practicing um, being embodied in all different ways and I think, particularly for us as people of color, there's something radical about that. You know, we receive a lot of messages in subtle and not subtle ways about our ability to be here, you know, about our uh, ability to be here in full presence and dignity as human beings. So, this very quiet act of being present, of learning how to fully inhabit this body in this life, our beautiful, diverse uh, experiences of life uh, is actually a radical act and a helpful one to remind us of our human dignity in all different postures. So we do this in the sitting posture and then also as another primary and important meditation practice uh, in walking practice. So Joanna is going to give us some uh, helpful instructions about that.
1: And she's going to do that when she can figure out how to turn this on.
0: <clears throat> this thing is mute or not.
1: Okay. Uh, hello. that there we go. Sorry. So in an effort to build that continuity of mindfulness) um, As Anushka pointed to earlier, really paying attention to every opportunity throughout your retreat, throughout your day. There are many transitions that'll occur um, during the day. And so we, we notice that we tend to put a lot of priority on when we're in this room and we're sitting still and our eyes are closed which is a definitely a fundamental practice. It's great to get to be really good sitting still, closed-eyes meditators. Good thing to be able to do. Great thing to be able to take this practice into your life and move it through all aspects. And so in the teachings, four postures are actually pointed to sitting, standing, walking, and lying down, as all being opportunities for mindfulness. So the walking practice, I noticed there's actually more. There are eight walking periods um, on this schedule and seven sitting periods. So that'll show you um, the importance of really paying attention to this schedule and not somehow thinking like, I did when I first started, that the walking periods were a break. (laughs) That was a great time to get tea. It was a great time to check that my room was still there. It was a great time to sort of, you know, check out the land, which there are opportunities for that maybe after meals. But really, again, to build the stabilization of the heart and the mind and to build this continuity of practice so that it's something that is offered to us at all times of our life. Right now, we are strengthening that muscle. The walking practice for me has actually been my most fundamental practice on retreat. There's something... um, Important for me to have my eyes open, to be in movement, and to have this intention of right now, there's nowhere for me to go. There's nobody to be. I am just living in this human body. I'm moving through this world. My eyes are seeing these senses that Anishka was talking about. My eyes are seeing. My ears are hearing. My body is sensing. My nose is smelling. All of these things all arising together at the same time, and I can still be mindful. So, this is what the walking practice truly offers. So, I'm just, I want, to, I want you to really take um, and realize that it's important. And, you know, we'll often say most statues that we have of the Buddha, he's sitting down. So, somehow that was uh, what got instilled as the practice. But walking happens, too. I'm going to tell you a really short little tiny gross story um, that when I was on this retreat that I was talking about in the mountains, we couldn't flush toilet paper. (laughs) So um, I had to go fishing quite a few times (laughs) for that toilet paper (laughs) because that was where I lost my mindfulness. I lost my mindfulness at that point in my daily life. And I think walking can be like that also. We lose our mindfulness because we're getting somewhere. And when we get to that place, we're there, and then we can pay attention again. But we often lose our mindfulness in getting there. So even when it's not a formal walking period, paying attention when you're walking to the bathroom, paying attention when you're walking to the dining hall. And I'm going to actually show you what the walking practice looks like. But I just want to lay down that um, the foundational import of this practice. So what I'd like to do with you right now is, um, I'm going to have you stand. We're going to stand together. But I don't want you to miss a moment of what it takes to stand. Noticing that first is going to be the intention, or the idea, or the thought. I'm going to stand. And it goes to the brain very rapidly, like Anishika was talking about. And then suddenly we're up. And we've lost all knowing about what it takes. The muscles, the joints, the gravity. And so really going as slow as you need to. We're going to take our time, even in the standing, because I don't want you to miss each opportunity of change and transition between each quote-unquote, practice, letting it all be practice. And then if we have any aches or pains for some people, it is harder to stand. So just the awareness of that. For others, it's very effortless. The awareness, the cooperation it takes with our neurology and our thinking and our whole body. So we'll do that together now and like I say take take your time and just see what 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 is needed I mean the reality is it could take all day to stand when you really pay attention <laughs> Don't lose any of it. Noticing how the heart rate might change, the breathing can change, just in that little motion of the body. Once you're standing, just closing your eyes for a moment, just checking in. Feeling the pressure of your feet on the floor. Maybe even noticing that some parts of the feet take more weight than others. Feeling the texture of the floor, the temperature. The pressure of the contact. How your arms are hanging. And just the mere miracle of our standing forms. And then allowing your weight to shift. So, shifting all your weight into your right foot, noticing how balance comes into play shifting enough where your foot almost your left foot almost lifts off the ground and then shifting back all the weight into the left foot almost to the right foot lifting and knowing that if you put a little more effort in and used your thigh muscles and your hips with that shift you could then take a step so just take a very tiny step not really needing to go anywhere. So this motion of shifting, lifting, moving, and placing very simply and then just standing back where you are So for me, I'm going to just walk a path of about 20 steps. You can pick your path length, but, but you know, about 20 to 30 steps. And then coming to the end, sometimes pausing, remembering, practice of remembering, and then just turning around and walking back. Moving, shifting, placing. Now our eyes are open, so we're seeing things around us. And you'll just do this path back and forth for the whole walking period. I'm going to invite you to, again, with full awareness, sit down. And I'm just going to explain a one more thing, and then we'll go out into the practice. I'm <clears throat> <clears throat> just noticing, did you, in that transition, have you lost yourself for a second? Just paying attention to when we go, patting yourself on the back for remembering, and coming back. So, there's a lot of beautiful land here and a lot of beautiful walking spots, and it's very easy to get attached <laughs> to the one you love because <laughs> it was the most comfortable or the most beautiful, or you had your best insight there. But know that we're sharing the land with each other and, and watch that attachment. That if you go to your spot and there's already somebody there and watching and feeling the aversion. <laughs> and maybe just going somewhere else is there anything I'm forgetting okay thank you so inside if you prefer inside the upstairs walking hall um, which is just at the end of this hall and there's stairs that lead up to that walking hall Uh, is there another inside spot so okay and then there's also down these stairs there's a walking hall down there. It's a bit smaller, and then the great wide outdoors. Um, I tend to like, and this I'm just saying how I've liked it. I tend to like to walk barefoot. It just keeps my my senses alive, and um, it's kind of an interesting practice. But I tend to walk barefoot on the pokey oak leaves, <laughs> like to really keep me awake. But it, but you know you can be you can be. Um, Really feel into your body in this. And every practice that we're going to be giving you throughout the retreat, take into your walking, into your walking period. So today, really working on the stabilization of the breath and the body and just sensing into that. Oh, yeah. So the awareness of people that you're around, so you're not trying to navigate each other. You know, like, oh, they're going to cross, and then me, okay. Wait. You know, and then this, this whole mind thing starts to happen. So choosing paths if you're walking near people that are going parallel. And then the bells will ring when the period's over, so that you'll know when to come back to the room or to the meals. Yeah, are there any questions about anything either Anushka or I have brought up this morning? There'll be more time for questions later. If, yes? Um, I'm having like an extreme case of sleepies. Do you suggest
0: mm-hmm. fighting it or just letting your body
1: take an absentee? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm going to talk about that more at, uh, in the afternoon. But very natural for our busy, busy bodies and minds when they get still to feel tired. So be gentle with yourself today. Um, maybe after lunch, you could ta- actually take a nap. And, um, but just know that sleepiness is very natural. And if, if we just allow ourselves to experience the sensation of sleepiness right in our body, what is it? It's, just, it's a heaviness. It's maybe a little fogginess. Um, but it's the idea that it's not okay to be sleepy that can cause us more suffering. So just let yourself be sleepy today and see what that feels like. You know, it's great, because there's no one to be and nowhere to go. So, <laughs> so it's okay to feel sleepy today. And, and I, like I said, I'll talk about it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, so maybe practically speaking, uh, you could open your eyes too, can mm-hmm. help it. Um, and it is even a legit posture in the meditation hall to stand up. Uh, It's a little harder to fall asleep when you're standing up than sitting down. Um, So if you notice that you're falling, getting sleepy, you could mindfully put yourself in the standing posture and then just continue. And uh, it's helpful to do that, like Jonah said, because we we sometimes have the idea, like, I can only meditate under the perfect circumstances. Uh, And with this kind of practice, the mindfulness can meet anything. So even when you're going to do the walking meditation, sometimes you might find, like, oh, I'm bored. I don't want to do this. So great, like walking with boredom, that's what you get to do, right? <laughs> or, you know, the monkey mind's like restless, like, you know, so like oh, I want to go look at all the walking paths or look at people's shoes or something, and you're like, all we right, going to go walking with restless mind, that's what it is. So we're learning to not be driven by the monkey mind and all the different moods and ideas that come through, too. So it includes like, oh, can I be present with sleepiness? It's a very powerful thing.
1: Good, good. Walk. And pay attention again to the transitions. It's very helpful. Thank you.